Hello, and welcome to Nose to Nose, a podcast with Gino Suarez and Michael Kutza. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you feel like emailing us, we have an email at nose to nose podcasts at gmail.com. That again is nose to nose podcast at gmail.com. So, Michael. Yes. You want to um, talk about the Oscars? Today, I do right? want to talk about the Oscars because you just came back from the Oscars. You probably want to talk about the whole, let's talk about the whole Academy Award process, not just the Oscars that happened, um, what, a couple weeks ago? Okay, well, before that, when was your first official invitation to the Oscars? When I first went to the Oscars, it was at least 10 or 15 years ago. So you went the first time you were invited? Yeah. I went because you you can't really be invited. You have to go with a member of the academy. You have to go as a plus one. You just can't go to the Oscars before you're invited personally, or you mean for life? I went twice. Once once as press, but you watch the whole thing backstage, which is quite boring. Then you meet all the people for camera, and then once in the theater, and which I really did not enjoy because the process of going there at three or four in the afternoon and sitting around in black tie while they put on a television show which you basically even though you're in this giant Dolby theater it was the Kodak theater then uh, you you basically are watching it on television because it's staged for television so you're watching giant screens while you're in that auditorium that giant auditorium and that's not much fun especially when you're sitting all day dressed up so going is not this great this great thing yeah the parties we all hear about the parties afterward and the red carpet before and all, we watch all this TV exposure but the actual Attending, unless you're one of the honorees, is is not a great, not a big deal. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> so how did the Oscars even start? You know all about the early years, even though you think I was there. I really wasn't back there in 1929, is it? It was 1929 was the first ever Oscars. The first televised Oscars was in 1954. And the way that the Oscars started was by a man that I'm writing my television show on, Mr. Louis B. Mayer, which was the head of MGM. The reason that he started it was because, and there's a quote from a book that I read, and the quote goes as follows, straight from Louis B. Mayer's mouth, or at least the book alleges, I found the best possible way to handle movie makers. The best way was to hang medals all over them. If they got them cups and awards, they'd kill themselves to produce what I wanted, and that's why the Academy was created. That's cool. It's like Harvey Weinstein. Control. It, it is a very interesting point in television history of when the Academy Awards were created and why they were created. and the This is even before television. This is, this is way before yeah, any exactly. of that was ever thought about. Exactly. They were just trying to, I, I guess is the word. is He was trying to control his actors and directors, that's all. Well, he was trying, yeah. also he was trying to shine more light on his own industry using... A vehicle that he created that him mm-hmm. and other studio executives controlled mm-hmm. and it was a very interesting and very how do I explain this the way that they went about it created their power yes. and consolidated yes. it in a way that was hidden from the truth of Society. So, for example, a lot of society didn't know that the Academy Awards were ran by those studio executives. They thought that it was its own governing body, its own entity of people that are 
also trying to choose these movies, but that was no way, shape, or form how it was actually going down. At the beginning, that's true. That's all changed over the years, so they say, with the Academy Board, et cetera, et cetera. Whether that's true or not today, especially with all the studios going under. Um, but there's a whole board, a whole new administration. So then the first television Oscars comes, even the term Oscar doesn't come until later, until the 30s, right? Yeah, and that's the way that the name Oscar was brought about was a very confusing and still to this day no one really actually knows how the name came about there's theories there's the secretary theory Mm -hmm. that there was a secretary that was there at the time that the oscar or the statuette was brought to the office and then she named it after one of her uncles which and but then you meant there's a betty davis story also a betty davis story who says that she named it after one of her ex-husbands but then even those two theories are not confirmed in any way and then the first actual naming or the first time that the name oscar was brought up was when walt disney accepted his academy award and named it oscar or said he said thanks for my oscar yeah interesting and that's kind of in the folklore of how the name Oscar came about. So today we witness the Academy Awards and um, the public and the press are thrilled that Hollywood gave it to a foreign film, which is quite rare. I think the first time in 92 years, giving the top prize to a South Korean film called Parasite. I mean, whether you think it's worthy or not, um, you've seen most of the films that are up. I think it was between 1917, wasn't it? The war film and Parasite for best film. I, I personally liked very much Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I like the Hollywood history on the screen. But that was a self-serving usual Hollywood story. And that is always the problem with the Oscars. It's a self-serving old Hollywood film that gets the prize. Having this Parasite is quite interesting and unusual. So I've been studying how it came about because it, it's, it, it won the Cannes Film Festival in France in May. So the moment it won, a, a American distrib- uh, distributor picked it up, and he hired the top publicist in L.A. to start the campaign. The campaign is how you win the Oscar. The campaign, she began a campaign by doing film festivals, by doing, getting that word out to the press at festivals, and building the solid background of this Parasite film. But it works in Hollywood because they all know this director, Bong Joon-ho, because they liked Snow Piercer, Piercer, which is a Harvey Weinstein film that was pushed down their throat, and they loved it. And I watched so it last week. It's, it's great. It, it falls great. apart at the end, but that's beside the point. Sure. Uh, but if you know, the, on the side, the premise is the same as, as a Parasite. You have a train. The only people on that train are, are people that are left in the world. The back of the train is the lowest economic bracket. The middle grows higher in the economics. The first class is the elite, and someone's running the train. Sounds very reminiscent of a real train. And it's it's very similar to Parasite. The growth and destruction of the upper class. I will say that the topics of social mobility are definitely in the same realm. One thing that Snowpiercer has that Parasite has that I do not believe the other award nominees had was the 
something that you texted me the other day called the suspense of disbelief. Correct. Suspension. Suspension of disbelief. Right. I watched Parasite, and as I watched the movie, for those whole, what was it, two hours? It is two hours. two and a half yeah, hours. I think it's two hours plus. I was thoroughly watching and enjoying the movie mm-hmm. to a point where I wasn't doing anything else. The only thing that I maybe, maybe had to think about was going to pee. But other than that, I was truly watching the movie for what it was and experiencing mm-hmm. it in real time versus... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in 1917, where, yeah, I was watching the movie, and I was enjoying them, but I will not say that I was in golf and in a state of disbelief. Mm-hmm. So the other films that are up for best film also did campaigns. And these campaigns are such that you bombard the Academy members with advertising and billboards and and sending them DVDs and getting them streaming. So the Academy members, the 8,000 members that vote for best film, theoretically must watch all these films. Then they vote. Um, And if if you know the the history of of these 8,000 guys, mostly guys, you have 77% that are white men, old. Now, in the last couple of years, I think they've added 4,000 diverse people and international people and directors, actors and things. So they're trying to shape up the Academy board from the old the old cronies. And maybe that also has something to do with Parasite winning. Um, but it is a campaign, and a, a very smart man named Tom Quinn, who was the head of NEON, who studied under Harvey Weinstein also at Miramax and Weinstein Film, um, knows his trade very well and knows exactly how to position it and promote it. And so it, it succeeded. Of course, he was always going to win Best Foreign Film. That was a, that was a shoe in But winning Best Picture and a, a Director is a triumph. Um, the other films, I mean, you like Jojo Rabbit. You like 1917 is a tour de force and a technical camera job. Nothing more than, to me than that. Uh, I felt nothing for the, the guys in war. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. It was a good shot. I mean, Joker, the performance is excellent. The film is terrible. The film is, it's it's an old. Joker makes me feel a certain type of way because his performance is so good that it's bad that I don't want to watch the damn movie. Well, it's unnerving, isn't it? Well, Um, it's a movie that is basically two hours of someone losing their goddamn mind. Correct. Which I have not lost my goddamn mind. So (laughs) watching someone spiral into madness for two hours is not really the way I want to spend my day. But I will say that his acting and his commitment to the role and to bringing this new level of desperation to the Joker character was the reason that he deserves the Academy Award. But the movie is not the reason the Academy Award is won, if that makes sense. Correct. And the studio system loves the Joker because it made $1 billion. Money has a lot to do, even like Louis B. Mayer. Money has a lot to do with these awards, too, and the success. Well, those Bat- but, it's, it's the Batman series and the Marvel series and yes, the DC comics. That, all those theory people yeah. love those. Right. So I first saw Joker at the Venice Film Festival this summer where they, they gave it actor and best film. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting the film watching with some critics... And we left the film saying the same thing. 
Oh, I, I recognize that moment from another film, that moment from another film. The moments are all there of other films, whether it be Taxi Driver or or you name it. There are four films the director lifts from, lifts almost the full scene from. And he admits that he sort of did that, but did nothing for me. I thought, what a lame movie. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say that's just the way most movies are? So that's the way to pay homage to what you want to do? Lifting a complete scene? I, I don't think so. But The Irishman is another example of of what's happening in this world. You saw it online because you're of the generation where you like seeing films online and it's more convenient, especially with a three and a half hour film. Also, I wasn't going to go pay to go watch it. If well, you could just get it on Netflix for free. But Parasite, you had to go to the theater. See, the theater. And I appreciated it because it makes you watch it in a very enclosed environment where you're surrounded. You can, you can concentrate on yeah. it. Yes, yes. I, but I don't think that that would have changed my perspective of the movie. If I would have sat at home and did the same thing. You have interruptions at home. Well, I can pee, damn it. <laughs> that's the I, that's only a, problem with movies and we, you can't we, stop them. Why don't we do a talk sometime about uh, bladders <laughs> and peeing? Well, that might be a conversation for me and my doctor to have, <laughs> I, I but that's I a think, whole other issue. I think, so. I, I think the streaming stuff, which is going to get worse because everyone has a new service, whether it's Disney and Hulu and HBO, Netflix, and you name it. Everyone is going to have one. There's a new, um, is there a new Warner Brothers one? No, Apple. Apple Plus has a new one. And they're all going to be hitting you with things for free on your system. And the cinemas are in trouble. We've had this discussion before, but I'm really sad because I enjoy the, the going to the, the theater experience. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a while. You well, saw Jojo Rabbit. How'd you like that? I, I thought that was a terrific movie. Not for everybody, but I really liked it a lot. When I went into watching Jojo Rabbit, I did not know what to expect. So I didn't go into it thinking it was a comedy. So when I watched it, I wasn't really in the comedy... It's a dramedy. ...base. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what it was. I was sitting there watching it, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, this movie is good, but my current temperament... Or what I expected it to be is not what it is, which was ruining the movie for me. Does that make sense? I, when I first walked in, I had no idea what I was walking into, and I, I was—I uh, found it a, a, well, a dark comedy. Me, dark comedy. Well, you told me it was a Nazi movie. Well, I said this kid, this ten-year-old boy, is uh, infatuated with Nazi youth, or he's trying to be. I, th- I and, thought it was going to be way darker and, than it was, and infatuated with with Hitler. You know, because this, this little toy. The way the movie is, it's not dark to me at all. It, there's dark elements because of the Nazis, but I don't think it's a dark movie. It's actually kind of playful and awkwardly childish. Un- until you realize that his mother, well, we can't really talk about how films end, but when his mother is part of the resistance in, in, the, in 1940, and... Um, but, you yeah, have this wonderful, wonderful piece. But even the, that part of the movie, yeah. when she is found out to be part of the rebellion, it doesn't even change. Like, for example, in Parasite, when that change in tone happened in the movie, it stayed changed of tone. The movie got dark and it stayed dark. Jojo Rabbit was... It has a moment of dark. And it was and a it moment come, of two it, minutes of and darkness. It, and then it comes back. And then it comes again. back, which doesn't make for good storytelling because 
it just goes back to the movie being goofy and lighthearted, and it's just that that scene felt out of place. It's a brave, brave subject, Jojo Rabbit. If you if you analyze the, the pieces of it, with him having Hitler as his playful toy, and the war and the resistance and hiding, but hide, he's not hiding real the Hitler, girl. though. Pardon? He's not real Hitler. Sure, he is. In terms of. There's a, there's a great great moment in Jojo Reb when Hitler is losing the war and he's asking the kid, how am I doing with this war? And he says, not good. <laughs> but that's not the way that Hitler was, though. That's course, why it's not. weird of to me. Of course, you have a campy... Well, it's a subject that you can't get general audiences to go see a, a kid in love with Hitler, please. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it a was a challenge of a it's movie. A, it's a well-written written piece. Did he win screenplay or something? I don't know. I think it won an Oscar. He's a clever guy. Um so Parasite wins. What else did we talk about? What else happened with the Oscars? Uh, the show. You didn't go to, to make... the Elton John party? No. I was invited. I didn't care to go. I've hated Rocket Man. I'm not an Elton John fan. Who gets invited to an Elton John party and doesn't go? Me. <laughs> I'm just casually I'm not... shaking my head. I'm, yeah, well, you, parties are still important to you. Parties are. No, they're not. That's from a person who. I don't go to the club. I hate partying, but if Elton John invited him to his party, uh, duh, I'm going to go. Just to go see what it's about. But I'm sure you've also been to an, an elaborate amount of insane parties. So that's a whole different story. So the actual Oscars show sort of bothered me because uh, everyone's complaining that it you know, wasn't diverse enough. It didn't have enough this. It didn't have enough that. And what I found sort of offensive about the show was the opening number by this African-American, she's very clever, young lady singing the, all the songs and about the films that were not selected, which happened to all be black. And the dancers and all were black and dancing around in the costumes of the films that were not nominated, like Dolomite and all that stuff. I thought, okay, you made your point. Then a lot of presenters, of course, are also American, African-American. It's like you're covering your tracks because you failed on getting diversity in the actual awards. And I suppose that's what you do, but I found it a little heavy-handed and I didn't like it. And even throwing the songs together, the, um, the show needs to be rethought out. Well, uh, the, the whole concept of this show has got to be rethought out. It's, it's the same old stuff every single year. If the year. Oscar for Moonlight was a year or two ago removed, maybe it just happened to be that the movies of color this year were trash. I watched Dolomite, not worth an Academy Award. I agree. I what other I... African-American movies or movies of minorities were ignored well, that you thought well, how about worthy or by women directors that's the other thing about diversity which is right. women there's only one the lady from um, little little women yeah she was nominated for best picture not for director maybe costumes or something like that but it's it's unusual that um well by green book of course green book was black except it was a white director i think um it might have it might have genuinely been that the movies of this year of that cultural section of movies just wasn't up to par could be that simple it really can be it could or it could also and i'm not negating the fact that the oscars need to be more diverse because they do but i didn't but you got to be diverse with quality well yeah and that's probably the reason why parasite won this year because out of all those movies that were put in the list that was the only one that actually had a moderate amount of Pizzazz, surprise. See, see, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of Marriage Story, 
that was also up for best. I really liked Irishman, except it is, of course, of course, long. But if you stay through it and don't stop it in any way, it's a great, it's nothing, it's a great wrap up of Scorsese's nothing, films in life. Nothing new. And Hollywood, the Irishman felt like another. Well, it's a Scorsese wrap up of his career, of that. Genre, it wasn't genre, a good wrap genre, up. Genre. I'll tell you that, because if you realistically want to speak, the best movie that he did in the last ten years was. The Wolf of Wall Street. Which is brilliant. Which is brilliant. And then you do The Irishman, which feels, to me, like... It's a retreading. You're stretching this idea and belief that you're the best at making gangster movies, which I we cannot disagree you, you with, his, with his place in making old gangster movies. But I will say that it might be time to give it up. I think that this has got it out of his system, yeah. I, I would hope so because it wasn't very good, and for three hours long, you could do better. Well, I'd like you to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood all the way through because I think it's I think it's a brilliant piece of, of 1969, an era that you know nothing about. Uh, were, you, were you born? Were you 69? Yeah, it was in the 60s. Uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should have gotten the Costume Design Award if it didn't. Did it get? Did it receive anything? I don't know. He got a Golden Globe for a script. I know Tarantino. I don't. I didn't pay attention to what it, what it got. Um, so could it be that the Oscar nominations for this year were subpar? Oh, it was a great lineup of films to me. Our choices of films are very subjective. You like this, I like that. I thought it was an excellent year for movies. One of the strongest years versus um, the previous yeah, years. Yeah. Well, that was a strong, strong year. And I'm pleased for Parasite. I mean, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a complete film. I don't think it's the best film of the year, that's for sure, because I think the ending is flawed. And Snowpiercer, which I like a lot, I think the ending is flawed. Um, well, I like Jojo Rabbit. I liked, I liked um, Marriage Story. 1917, as I said, did, did nothing for me. I was shocked that it was it was you could bet in Vegas on it that it was going to win. What two cute white boys in it? Every war film has two white kids. That is the history of war films. It's yeah, the same two you follow them. It's to old me, white men said young white kids to die. <laughs> that's true. That is what war is. Um, but it's just an experiment in, in great cinematography and direction of that camera. That's all. Nineteen seventeen is. I think Dunkirk is much better. So looking forward to the Oscars of next year. Well, this will change a lot of things. It may mean that international cinema will really fight to get to get this, this presence, but it will require a lot of money because these campaigns cost millions of dollars to do. So if you want to be a, the new Italian film or the new French film for the major award, you're going to spend a lot of money to win over these 8,000 members. And at that point, is it worth the monetary value that it gains? Yes. Yes, it is. But streaming will change everything as it is changing. These Netflix films is changing everything. So a movie winning the Academy Award, what do you think the benefits are for it? Box office. It goes and plays more. In the case of Parasite, it's playing now, right? It's playing in the theaters and it's bringing in good audiences. Whether they like it or not, I'm sure they're going to be shocked by the ending and not like it. But, you know, it's, it's another, Parasite? Yeah, another subjective thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it brings box office. Now, in the, let's say if Netflix had won all the awards, it would mean more subscribers 
to the to the you know to the station. That's what it means. All is this is dollars, dollars and cents. But is that the um, equivalent? Is is in that why Louis is that why Louis B. Mayer started this thing? Well, yeah, for money. You're not. You're completely right. It's to control the industry, which. I mean, Roma last year, which I, I did not like in any way, was up for Best Picture, Best Foreign Film, Best Everything, and Director. And, but he was also a common denominator, the Alphonse Caron, because he had done um, Gravity in that one Best Picture. So yeah. there's a name. Oh, okay, we know that name, the Academy people. Okay, we'll look at this Roma thing. And then they spent millions on that campaign, Netflix, to get that thing, winning three major awards, I believe. Yeah. I never saw Roma. You I also did, never saw Moonlight. That's, they are worth... I'm not a fan of Roma. I, to me, I've seen so, many, so much better Mexican cinema than that. Um, two and a half hour black and white film about the housemaid. Well, I, I started watching it and then I got bored. See, that's because you can watch it online. You can watch it on Netflix. Well, I also speak Spanish and it was just a cleaning lady. Yes. It's reminiscent of my life. I know people in my family who are cleaning people. I don't need to watch a damn movie about it. Okay. Well, that's, that's <laughs> well put, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's more to the movie, but at first to me it's just like, okay, she's cleaning. Like what what's what's so intriguing about this? Cuz what is the what is Roma about? It's about her story working in a higher class family and what she goes through. As I recall, because I really wasn't a fan of the film. <laughs> yeah, too reminiscent of my of my family's life story. Nah, next. Right. So, did you like Rocket Man? Speaking of Elton John, I mean, I found this okay. self serving. I uh, do not like musicals. Before I start saying anything, never been a fan. I get real bored anytime music starts playing, but even during the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, I didn't see a Bohemian Rhapsody because it's only a musical. I like Queen, but I don't like Queen enough to listen to it for three hours. How about Judy? Did you sit through? You sat through Judy. It wasn't I, a musical, but it had musical moments. That one was Elton John more had plausible. Had musical moments, right? Well, the parts that weren't musical moments were really good, like the opening intro where he's talking to the camera about his drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Very well shot, very well put. And then they lost when they started the music. But the cutscenes in between the music or the music video recreations were very good storytelling, very um, heartstring felt. The Judy thing, she was certainly worthy of the Oscar. She, it was, she was a great performance, Renee Zellweger. Uh, like I said in the previous podcast, I think that that movie spent a little too much time focusing on her as a drug addict. That's her life. That's, Which, how, that's how it ended. That's remember, It started that way and it ended that way. Louis B. Mayer again. Yeah, but they tried to interject it with her trying... It just seemed like such a far stretch of Hollywood's romance towards Judy and... They created her and they destroyed her. Yeah, they... Yeah, but the problem is that the movie made her seem like she was more of a drug addict than she was or wasn't. So I don't really know, but I would have loved to see more of her actually succeeding and less of her just becoming the actual another pro- drug The riddled. actual production is not that terrific. She just has, she gives a great performance. Um, it's quite an ordinary film, biofilm. Was well, well, this like the fifth Elton, Judy film that they've had? Hmm? Isn't this like the fifth Judy film that they've had? I'm sure they've had so many autobiographies or biographies about her. Or 
not not really neither autobiography. Not, not really. Not really. A lot of TV TV bios all over the place. Yeah. Um, this was a play that became a film. I think it was called End of the Rainbow, I think the play was called. And then this was turned into the film. Elton John's, I, I found it a very self-serving biopic that I did not like. I thought the kid was quite talented, that sang like him and all that stuff, but it just turned me off. Well, if you were Elton John, would you let a movie come out that wasn't good about you? Of course not. Exactly. <laughs> Especially since you're the producer. Especially when you're still alive. And you're still alive, True. He's like, nah, 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 we're not going to look Well, how can we stuff. wrap up the Oscars? To me, um, I was saying this to a, a critic friend. I would like to have the Oscars change, the actual performance, change and make it more educational in the sense that when you're going to give the award, um, and now we have the award for best editing, then show me, maybe show me five minutes of what editing means of the films and things and segments. And someone also suggests, why not show the trailers of these, these winning, these top feature films, so you really get a feeling what each of these films is about, rather than just, here's an award, and here's a two-second clip of somebody smiling from the film. Why not really make this a worthy piece? I mean, maybe that's too academic, maybe, I don't know. but Probably too long for the TV. The show was three and a half hours, wasn't it? Yeah, and if you did that, it'll probably be four and a half hours. But it might be more entertaining. Um, or I'd no, like to, I'd like to know more. We would we would much rather prefer to see all the stars walk the red carpet and no, talk that, about themselves no, you for keep, three you keep, hours. Keep that. You keep that. But then the actual show. Show me the best makeup. Show me how it's done. Show me the sound editing. Show me how, how does that work. What does that mean? How does that how do you do that? Show me things, and then give the awards rather than being so cute and here's the envelope, here are the names. Um, I want more of it. I want more. I think what you're trying to say is you want Hollywood to focus on more cultivation of new film talent by showing them what it is, what is currently happening. Yeah. Because they're not Educate doing that. me. Educate me. Well, not only educate you, but also inspire the new generation. Sure. Hey, I can do that. Right. You are doing that already. I mean, when, as we are currently no, sitting no, no. I mean, when you when you sit there and they show me what this is, and I say, oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm, I'm a filmmaker." Blah blah blah. I like that. Well, Hollywood's not been notoriously friendly to new filmmakers. You know how hard it is to that is a true. director, and that is true. Once again, you've got to have a track record, and you've got to have someone out there promoting the hell out of you. And well, the, the other issue that people tend to forget is that it's a money making machine. Mm-hmm. We, as much as we want it to be an artistic endeavor and as much as we'd like it to be something that is a reflection of our human expression it at the end of the day is a business and people tend to forget that sometimes well the business is changing because of streaming well the business is always going to change it doesn't matter what it is from the 1920s to now the business evolves every 10 to 15 years because of new technology it now has to recover as it recovered with the creation of television it now has to reinvent itself to get you to go because you're you're lazy. You, you all of you are lazy. You don't want to go to the movie theater. You want to watch it and turn it off and love it and go pee and blah blah blah. You got to get people back to the experience. I, I believe in the experience rather than just having it at home and turning it on and off when you don't want to. I mean, I, yes, I do that, but still, I want the experience. And what do you think the way and to go no, about doing that is? And there's no question it's expensive to go to the movies. Yes, that is a, that is a downside. The movies, the popcorn, the parking, the this, the that, and but blah, blah. I, For me, <clears throat> the only films 
that will drive me to go to the movie theaters are new innovative films yeah unless you drag me to the movies and take me yeah see then let's go yeah let's go talk about it but sure. a lot of the times if i like you're not gonna go see birds of prey no but yeah. i like the last movie that i voluntarily paid for that i wanted to go see was um the jordan peele movie get out okay because they were you happy with it i was could it, couldn't couldn't it have been nominated Oh, for sure. Okay. Definitely deserved to have been nominated. And frankly, so the Jennifer Lopez thing was not bad either. I was surprised that she wasn't nominated in her Hustler film. Not bad. Not great, but she was quite, she it. was quite good. I would have thought Hustlers was just like another chick flick movie. It, it well, it's sexy, yeah, but um, no, it's worth seeing. She's she's quite good in it. I become I like her now. You not like her before? I never saw her before. Except that what was that Selena? Yeah. And I just learned about that recently. I never saw it. She hasn't done too many major blockbuster movies that are remember or that are memorable. Mm-hmm. So we got the Academy Awards have to shape themselves up. They yeah, they need to evolve, or they're going to get left behind because this year was the lowest ratings. That the Oscars ever had, correct? Mm, yes, lower lower than the yeah previous. And the Golden Globe show wasn't that thrilling this year either. That these, these award shows, I like that the Oscars moved earlier in the year because it it these five award shows in a row are all the same, and uh, that's why you've Golden, got to re, except for the Golden Globes, you've got to reinvent this thing. Okay. Well, we'll shall see what happens for the next year of the Oscars, and if they can start moving into a direction that hopefully brings up ratings and does well to movies of diverse of diversity i guess yeah in in its direction and in the the, the themes sure and acting and all yeah well thank you all for listening to today's episode of nose to nose remember to follow us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you want to email us, our email is nose to nose podcast at gmail.com. What is it again, Michael? Nose to nose podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Thank you, everybody, and have a good day.